Before we start the show, just a word from our sponsor, Undeniable Press. For all your screen printing needs, located in the Corktown District of Detroit, Michigan. If you ever need any t-shirts or any other little promo accessories, posters, or whatnot printed up for you, go to Undeniable Press. They're located, once again, in the Corktown District of Detroit, Michigan. And you can uh, reach them at facebook.com slash undeniablepressdetroit. And those same guys who do Undeniable Press also have a clothing line called 20 by 20 Apparel. It's very much wrestling themed. All sorts of nostalgic themes in regards to the history of wrestling. And you can go check out their clothing line at 20x20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20, apparel.com. Now let's start the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bummy, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast, the podcast about music, pro wrestling, and MMA. I'm your host, Kay Fresh, and like always, we have a great show for you. But before we get into that, definitely want to remind you how you can support the podcast. You can always go to freshofthepodcast.com and just share any links that you see on the website and any of your social media websites. That'd be great. There's also a link on the website that says support the podcast, where you can donate via PayPal. And then there's also a Amazon link that you can use anytime you want to use uh, purchase anything on Amazon. Use that link, and they'll shoot back a little bit of uh, commission our way. It doesn't change anything on your end, but definitely helps out the podcast. And also, you can uh, follow Fresh is the Word on Twitter and Instagram at Fresh is the Word 1. That's Fresh is the Word, then the number 1. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fresh is the Podcast. And we're also available on all sorts of platforms like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, SoundCloud, Google Play, and TuneIn. Go to any of those websites, just search Fresh is the Word, and it'll come up. Hit the subscribe button, the follow button, whatever, and give us a rating, uh, any comments, five-star rating, whatever. It'll definitely help out the podcast, too. Now, uh, let's get to the show. We've got a great return guest this week. It is Carly Coma from the band Candiria. Uh, I, I caught up with Carly at this year's Vans Warp Tour when it hit Auburn Hills, Michigan back on July 21st. So we uh, talked a little bit about being on Warp Tour, but then we got into what we talked about before on the podcast, MMA. So we get into the whole Mayweather and McGregor fight, and we talk about a few other things in regards to uh, MMA. So it was definitely cool talking with him again in person. 
and uh, you know during the hot days of the summer on the Vans Warped Tour. Then afterwards, like always, most of the time, V-Styles joins in on the podcast, and we do pretty much a recap of SummerSlam, and then we also talk about the you know big bomb of the news that happened uh, while we were recording this, in which John Jones was flagged by USADA after his UFC 214 uh, bout with Dan Cormier, where he won the the light heavyweight title, and he uh, got flagged by USADA for a steroid. And uh, so that, that story's continuing to develop, but looks like dude can't get out of trouble. And then also me and V-Styles end the show by giving our predictions for the Mayweather and McGregor fight that goes on this Saturday on the 26th. So uh, let's, get, let's first get to the interview with Carly Coma from Candiria. Um, you're on the Warp Tour right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just caught your side, you know, yeah. and it was you know, awesome. That was the first time I got to uh, see you guys awesome. perform. Thank you. Um, you know, how's the how's the tour been thus far? That's been great. It's been awesome, grueling, um, but I knew that coming into it. Um, the heat's been oppressive. Well, once again, it's I knew about it. Like you know, we had to uh, on day four we had to send our merch guy home because he had like a kidney infection. And, and, and a heat stroke. Right, I saw you yeah. uh, running the merch table yeah. like a pro wrestler does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much we've been doing like shifts like uh, every hour and a half. And it was like, we weren't prepared for it, but from doing it in the past, we, you know, we knew our way around it. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's like riding a bike. Even though I'd rather just chill and go do other things, watching a merch booth is the last thing I want to do. Right. The only cool part about it is like meeting like fans, signing autographs, and taking pics and all that stuff. Yeah, they so walk by and you're like, hey, yeah. that's <laughs> what go- I did. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a double take. But going through like a box to get someone extra large shirt is not what I signed up for. But you know you have to do it because it's your business, you know. What right. I mean? Yeah. It's part of the part of the thing. Yeah. Um, the the newest album has been out for probably about a year now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, not not a year. I mean, it came out October eleventh, uh, October seventh. Okay, so something right. like that, I think. Yeah. Um. So it's it's been out for a few months, uh, not a year uh, per se, but it's been doing great. And um. Yeah. What's the feedback, man? Oh, the feedback's been awesome, and uh, we said it's the first time that we, uh, that we ventured into. Uh, the, the concept album type of uh, land, you know, <laughs> right. yeah, uh, you know, um, and it's. Uh, I'm glad. Um, I'm glad that the reception has been great. Um, the hard work is definitely paying off. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I was just talking with the guys with uh, CKY. They, yeah. you know, back after eight years. Yeah. You guys, you know, took a you know a break. Yeah. You know, like this time since the new album came out you're touring again you know how does it feel to sort of get back in the thick of things that's like riding a bike to be honest with you it's um you know so touring wasn't I, I did it back in the day it was something i didn't really you know look forward to but i understood that it was part of the uh, the job description uh, but this time around because of warp tour because all that's going on all the bands that are on here like the staff I, it's it's, I'm having the time of my life, and it's and um, I know it's a long time, but it feels like it's going by quick. Yeah. Um, when this thing, I think, it, when it's over, uh, we're really going to realize even more so just how just how great it's been. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, this year's Warp Tour is you know a bit more heavier in aspects yeah. than mm-hmm. previous years. You know. Yeah. How how does it feel to be on this uh, tour this year? 
Uh, well, you know, we never did Ozfest, so this is the closest thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is the closest because we know we we took some time off. You know, so this is the closest thing to Ozfest that we're, we're going to get to. And I, and once again, it's been great. I, I, I'm glad that they're just um, really venturing out into uh, into the, the heavy aspect of things. Yeah. Um, I feel just like heavy music is really just rising yeah, even more so. Yeah. Um, I think people just want to get their frustrations out, and heavy music is definitely the way to to get you know to get that done. You know, right? How do you feel? As, you know, warp tours always you know try to preach about unity, camaraderie, and everything. You know, how do you feel? You know, how does that feel being on the tour? You know, what's you know the sort of sense of camaraderie with everybody who works on the tour or is a part of it? I think uh, like everyone's going to have different a different belief system, different. Um, you know, different views on life. Um, but the one thing that everyone here has in common is the love of music. Uh, and so, and just the fact that this is pretty much a rock and roll summer camp, <laughs> pretty much what it is, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes it even feels like either school, because you have to stand online for your lunch, you have to sit at a table with your crew, you know, so there's like a, you know, uh, uh, school aspect to it. Um, I think it's good that everyone's, for the most part, is getting along. I haven't heard anything in regards to like beef or this person not liking this person. Um, you know, generally when it's hot out, people tend to get along. You know, when, actually, when it's not too hot, when it's hot out, when it's real hot out, I want to kill any, everyone around me. But like, right. <laughs> you know, figure of speech, of course. The, uh, <laughs> but uh, but for the most part, everyone's been super super cool. Yeah, cool. Um, the you know the kind of like the reason that we like first got together because we were like you know talking about MMA. Yeah. You know, the big thing in the MMA world right now is the McGregor yeah. Mayweather fight. Yeah. And you, you were just, you know, telling me you finally got around to seeing the press conference. Yeah. You know, what was your uh, what was your take on that? My my jaw dropped on the floor because it's um <laughs> I can't, I literally was I literally was speechless. And McGregor definitely knows how to sell a fight. And from my point of view I know that um, Mayweather's the heavy favorite, and of yeah. course he should be, it's boxing. But Dana White did say he stopped doubting uh, McGregor a long time ago, and so have I. And I noticed something during that press conference, and it might have just been me. Mayweather, Mayweather has never been treated like that, he talks like that, Yeah. it seems as, as if he got in his head. And yeah. one thing you know as a fighter, the fight begins way before you step in the ring. Right. And um, the same way that McGregor dismantled Jose Aldo mentally, yeah. which, because I feel that's what's happened, and Jose, for the most part, hasn't been the same. No, not right? at all. One of my favorite fighters hasn't been the same since his fight with McGregor. Right. Um, I think... I feel that by watching that, I think doubt has crept in. Maybe in Mayweather. I mean, I mean I don't that, know. that that last that last that last press conference yeah. in London, man. Yeah. That, like, you know, uh, Mayweather did seem, you know, a bit, uh, you know, frustrated. Yeah. He drops the f bomb on yeah. him, man. Yeah. And and of course, uh, McGregor was, you know. You know, towing that sort of racial line <laughs> yeah, yeah. too. Of course, he did. he absolutely was, it was crossing and, and, that and, line. He, you know? And the thing is, I noticed that right away. I'm like, I'm like, whoo! I'm like, yeah. That, fir that first day when he was talking about you know dance, dance for me, boy. Yeah, I, I know. I, I saw that. I'm, I'm like, I'm did like, you? I know, dude. Anybody else hear that? <laughs> yeah, I, I I heard it right away. <laughs> I, you might be able to get away with that in Ireland or whatever the case may be, but like in America, it's a very sensitive thing, and he might not have 
realize the implications of that McGregor, but I know that it, it had to have affected Mayweather and his camp. One or two things are going to happen. It's either going to make him a better fighter and, or it's just going to get in his head because he's just been humiliated in front of millions possibly a billion people <laughs> right he was straight up just hurt right and and like here's a guy and when he said here's the thing that got me when he mentioned like the fact that you don't he doesn't even know how to read now so so now it's like it's great that Mayweather has all this money but now you're you're challenging someone's intellect yeah right and so um he, and then when he went in the bag and took out, it's only $5,000. Like, and then when he's like, if you do anything to that flag, I'll knock you out right now. Which I believe that McGregor, I, I, listen man, I've been, I spent a lot of time in the UK or whatever. Yeah. And like, they don't mess, don't mess with their queen, don't mess with their flag. Right. So, and, and like, uh, I have a couple friends out there, like, they just don't play. Right. And so I really think that he would have, especially if he has all of Ireland backing him up he would have had to do something about it. So I, I didn't, Mayweather seemed completely, he, he just he seemed like, it seemed like he wasn't the cool kid on, on, in the playground anymore, on the playground anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there, there is a certain, like, like aspect, like certain, you know, amount of people that just hate Matt Mayweather. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's definitely poked, you know, certain bu buttons, yeah. certain, you know, like, like, towards like Mexicans and stuff yeah. in the past yeah. you know <laughs> so I guess he's getting a taste of his own medicine in that regard yeah so yeah it's definitely but he, he, had, he had some nice shots here and there yeah. like, like when he when, when he'd walk up to Dana and be yeah. like yo I respect you man yeah. we're, we're making money yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like we, we don't need to dress up yeah know? yeah that, I, I like that yeah that yeah, was yeah. Th that was that was cool but if you look at it in regards to um, just as a whole yeah McGregor won that and in, this is one of usually when I watch a fight I usually have someone that I root for. I'm a root for kind of guy. I, yeah. you know, usually the underdog or someone that I've just watched come up in the ranks. This fight, I almost don't care who wins. I just want to see a great fight. You know what I, I mean? Th I think to a certain yeah, extent, uh, yeah. it's either people just want to see the spectacle. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to see the spectacle. they really want someone, one of those two people to get knocked the fuck out. Oh, yeah, no, someone has to get knocked out. And like, and hit my, my, uh, my guitar I think player. people would get, be disappointed yeah. if it went all 12 rounds and it was a decision uh, 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 yeah. no I would be so disappointed and a decision and if it's a draw or anything like that or if or someone gets injured because of you know whatever yeah the there's like a if there's some sort of weird ending to it you yeah know, which has been happening way yeah. too much in MMA lately yeah if there's yeah. some sort of screwy ending to this yeah people are going to be pissed yeah. they want a knockout yeah they exactly. want somebody to be like fall <laughs> imagine the, the first boxing submission <laughs> that would be amazing right but like right. no it, it would definitely, I would, I, I definitely um, want someone to just get really knocked out, you know. And here's where um, I know once again it's boxing, so Mayweather is the heavy favorite. But here's where, where um, I guess McGregor might have an angle as an MMA fighter. He's more of a complete fighter in regards to knowing, like seeing all angles, like yeah. seeing everything, you know. Um, you know, uh, people. Some people have said that Mayweather's just like you know Bob and Weave Point type of dude. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it, it, it's a very defensive yeah. fighter. You know, he, don't, yeah. he, he knows how to not get punched. Yeah, exactly. I don't. You know, I don't know. You know, someone's. I don't know if this is true. Okay, so don't. I'm not. I heard someone say, and they had a phone in their hand. I'm not gonna say one of the 
fans I was like hanging out with or whatever, right? He goes, hey, you know, McGregor just got knocked out in a sparring session. Was that true or no? There was there was images that leaked out, yeah. and I don't know if there's ever a, if there was conclusive evidence yeah. it was him yeah. in it. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, I'm not sure if that was actually him. Yeah. Let me ask this now. With if and, and the thing is, it's just a conversation because I, I want to get your take on stuff too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so. Let's. Uh, McGregor's used to punching, knocking people out with a four-ounce glove, and getting hit in the face with a four-ounce glove. Do you think that now that he's going to get hit in the face, let's say with a puffed up, let's say box, I don't, I don't know the weight. On, I think on, it, I think it's um, ten ounces. Ten, so yeah, I think yeah. it's ten ounces, right? Yeah. Do you think that'll affect him because he's been getting you? He's, you know, I mean, it's not. It won't hit him as hard as like getting hit with his arms glove. Like you know, you think that'll. Well, he's going to be at the weight that it seems like he's most comfortable. Like yeah. it's going to be at like one fifty four. Like, yeah. And in the UFC, it being one fifty five, yeah. like that's where he yeah. is most you yeah. know comfortable and. Um, yeah. He went up to 170 for yeah. the Diaz fights, yeah. and um, Which he did. arguably he yeah. lost both of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though it was one and one, yeah. arguably. Arguably, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, he's most comfortable at that, you know, that 155. So yeah. it's possible, you know, there might be definitely an adjustment. Yeah. But he, you know, it's something that he might be able to, you know, definitely been probably working on yeah to you know have to get that feel for that yeah your weight and, and, and not and like also discipline in regards to not wanting to take someone down and kick them because it's a straight boxing match you know right. if you it's that's that's one of the things that, that i thought about i'm like oh, like, like, like what if yeah. it's really like what if it's really going down in yeah. there and then just muscle memory takes yeah exactly takes control right and he, and he, <laughs> he just like knees <laughs> i mean a machine kick. <laughs> <laughs> or either a muay thai you know like knee to the grill you know yeah. what i mean so it's like i'm like uh, i would still enjoy <laughs> I'm like, all right, what happened? You know what I mean? And and I think I, I and I want to thank I think Dana White give Dana White props for like really just him and the guys at um what was it Showtime I guess yeah trying to like really lock him down the steel. It's really what the fans wanted. I mean I was very disappointed with the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, I remember. I watched, I'm not much, I'm not much into the boxing side. Yeah, me of neither. But like I love watching. And I big, remember yeah. like that, and it was just like everybody was just like. Yeah, what was that? Afterwards, just like, and, and when I was done, you know, I worked on like I'm like, this is why I prefer MMA. It's just, you know, I'm concerned that, that in regards to like, let's say the UFC, since they since they got let's say bought out since that big deal, it's it's changed a bit. Yeah, there's 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 this more, like, it it, it feels more corporate. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and you're in and, and people are see, are like, oh. That sold for that much money. Yeah. You know, like, where's my money? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And then you have, then you have a company like Bellator. Yeah. Who has the uh, the Viacom money behind it? Yeah. And they're like, they're like, they're they're making their their product more vivid, more yeah. interesting yeah. now. Yeah. And they're they're definitely building it. You know, th- there's a time when um, and this is definitely a lot, a lot of like Scott Coker's doing. Yeah. Because he's doing what he did. Strike Force yeah. and doing it over here yeah. in Bellator. Yeah. And if you look at all the champions, like most of the champions yeah. or most of the stars in the UFC, they were Strike Force people. Yeah. They're Scott Coker's yeah. people, you yeah. know? And there's only a couple people that are like, you know, you have your Steve Amiochicks, yeah. um, maybe one or that were like UFC bred. Yeah, absolutely. But Connor, he came from Cage Warriors, yeah. where he was a you know a double champion over there. Yeah, but you have like 
you have all these guys that came from Strike Force, yeah. DC, and yeah. Tyron Woodley. There's yep. a whole bunch. They yeah. were in Strike Force. They were under Scott Coker. Yeah. Scott Coker's doing that over in yeah, Bellator so. now, rebuilding after those shitty Bjorn Rebney years, yeah. where, yeah. where uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bellator yeah. turned into a joke. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're building this new, and you have all these exciting fighters over there. I think there there's going to be, an, I think, I don't be surprised if, if, if there will be a mass exodus of UFC fighters. And it's already starting to, like, yeah, yeah. trickle over. You know, you got Rory McDonald's yeah. going over, over yeah. there. Yeah. You get Ryan Bader that went yeah. over there. Yeah. You know, there, there's, like, a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and Didn't what, ben, H- ben Henderson went over yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. over yeah. there. There's, like, yeah. there's like re- all these guys over there. And mm-hmm. you, lo- you look at it now, and, and, and the thing is, it seems like ever since the, um, you know, WME, uh, you know, bought yeah. uh, UFC. There's been at these times where it's like almost like UFC, Dana White don't care if somebody goes yeah. over. Yeah. Like before, before the, he would go out of his way to yeah. like spike the competition. Yeah. You, you know, he totally Vince McMahon it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. now it's like, it's like if you want to leave, leave. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, I I definitely noticed that. I mean, like um, when they got rid of Goldie, right? I was, you know, I remember, I've been watching Goldie for years, so, and, and, and I mean, I, I, that one, and, like, that one bothered me, and, like, I, I, I know his family also said, like, on Twitter, like, wow, over 20 years, and, like, no goodbye video. It wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't even, like, a proper goodbye, yeah, like, you was, know, it was just, like, all right, bye, just, yeah. Like, yeah, whatever, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, you know, it just, a lot of weird Something stuff. has changed, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of weird, changed. and, like, and I, I, I do feel that. Like I said, I do feel that the brand has been like diluted like, a bit. You know, it's, what I mean? it's, it's, it's still like, good. Right? It's still good. It's still where of course. most of the best fighters in of the course. world are at. Yeah, but that won't change. I don't think that's ever going to. But yeah, no, there's, there's always going to be people that want to be in the UFC. You know, yeah, whatever. they want to be in the UFC because yeah. UFC is the UFC. Yeah, but there's like this change now because WME is an entertainment company. Yeah, that it's almost. It's diluted it to like almost like pro wrestling. And it's like yeah, and like I was, like I was about yeah. to say, like it's almost turning into sports entertainment. Yeah, which other is other than a, a competitive sport, yeah, you know. Absolutely, because if you look at it just in regards to like certain fights, you know, you know, people move up the ranks. Okay, you get up here, and now you get to fight this guy. Now dudes are getting skipped. Oh, this is the fight that everyone wants to see. I'm like, oh, and now they got now those guys got to go out of their way to of shit talking and yeah, stuff more exactly. than ever. I, I noticed that to to yeah. like, and a lot of those guys ain't comfortable in doing that. I, I noticed that as well. Like basically, it's like I'm like, this isn't this dude, but he's trying to like sell tickets. But it's obvious, like you know, McGregor changed the game. People are dressing like him. Like yeah, people start selling. Yeah, him. it's like yeah, he was the yeah. guy that changed it all, man. Yeah. and like now people are trying to be like Connor. Yeah, with the you know see what he's done. But yeah. a lot of those people like they're just fighters. Yeah, man. exactly. That's what they got into yeah. it for, and and at a time they you know thought they could just you know go up the ranks. Yeah, you know yeah, those kill people. Are, you know, yeah, just every time. Yeah, and it would pay off. Now they, they they now they need to have a personality. I wonder if like I, I was surprised that let's say. Like a guy, like some of the Brazilian guys, like Jose, like haven't gone out their way to learn English. To I guess, um, and not, and not, you know, just because UFC like is based out of what Vegas, right? Yeah. Uh, America. So I'm, I was always surprised by like that. Like, why wouldn't you go out and just you know just to sell yourself more? Right. But some dudes just don't care. Like, I just want to fight. So I, I get that. I get that as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At least Yoel Romero, like, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Try to learn. Yeah, yeah. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Jamie from Hatebreed from 
introduced me to Matt Brown. Yeah, too. I was gonna ask you about that. So yeah, cool. thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I remember seeing that on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I was like, oh, dude, look, you, you, I'm not Matt Brown. You know, like, yeah, I lost tell me my, about that. Dude, I lost my mind because I was walking, because I heard, um, I heard, um, I was watching Hate Breed Seven. I heard. Uh, Jamie said something like, oh, I know you guys want to fight out here. He goes, you know, it's a pit, you know, just do your thing. He goes, if you guys really want to fight, check out, you know, Matt Brown, uh, Chris Camozzi, like Jim or whatever the case may be, right? And like, um, I'm like, wow, Matt Brown and Chris Camozzi here. I'm like, wow, that's crazy, right? And so I'm walking over to up the, um, you know, to catering, you know. I'm a fan of food. I like to eat, right? <laughs> and so it's like, uh, I hear calling. I'm like, who's calling me? And someone's like, over there. I'm like, Jamie walks over with Matt Brown. I'm like, <laughs> I and like, I'm like, ah. and it was a funny thing. Is like, I just straight up just hugged him, like, because I didn't, you know, I never, like, you know, I've been to a couple of like, uh, like MMA functions where you know you have guys signing stuff. I never went up to, I'm just not an autograph kind. I just, yeah, yeah. I don't get get it. You know what I mean? Um, um, but like, uh, but I can always admire like a fighter from afar. Like, wow, that's cool. Like, yeah. it's Matt Hughes. I went to like the MMA World Expo at Jacob Javits Center. Like, yeah. A couple years ago, I'm like, wow, look at all these cool fighters, like Phil Nurse, who trains like Frankie Edgar and all that stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. there doing like a clinic or whatnot. So I was very excited to see, see those dudes. But like, you know, when come like out of that element, coming to like Warp Tour, it's Matt Brown. Like, Get out of here. <laughs> I hugged him. Like, he went to shake my hand. I just hugged him. I'm like, I'm like, never let go. You're in my world. Exactly. It was awesome, dude. Oh my and god, I, I can't believe you're in my world. Right it, was, now. It, it was awesome. So we took like a whole bunch of selfies and uh, very, very cool, man. That was definitely. Uh, one of the highlights, uh, one of my major highlights for, for Warp Tour because I just didn't see that coming. And it was, it was a pleasant surprise. And my brother was, so, my older brother, we watch a lot of fights together. Like, uh, he's my, uh, my MMA partner, right? Yeah. So jealous because when I sent him the, the pick, I'm like, yo, look who I'm chilling with. Like, which, right? He didn't respond for like three days. So I know he was like, yeah, he didn't say nothing. In fact, he completely ignored it and went to like something else. He completely like ignored the text. But, yeah. So, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Have you been, um, have you been paying attention to any of the, the recent, uh, you know, uh, UFC or Bellator events? I, I, I've been so in, like, enveloped in Warped Tour land. Right. And just in regards to just like doing a whole bunch of things because, um, we, uh, we're tour managing ourselves, so yeah. like, we're literally just doing everything ourselves, and plus even getting prepared for that, it's like I had to just, I just didn't have time, like, you know, and, but I know that uh, once the tour ends August 6th, I'll have some time to kind of just, and, and, and I do that from that time, like, right. I have to, I have to take, make sure I take care of my business, like, first, but, uh, but my brother has, and I know when I see him, he's going to keep me up to speed or whatnot. <laughs> and so every now and then, I'll, I'll check Twitter. I'll check, like, all, like, the apps, and I'll, like, uh, you know, just to see um, to see where, where things are at. You know, I'll talk to people, say, hey, where are we at with this fight or whatnot, you know, yeah. like that. So, I'm, so right now, it's like I, I have a lot of catching up to do once once I get home, which is great because I love uh, It gives me something to do. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I was uh, completely... Um, I gotta tell you, when I saw that um, Max Holloway, what he did to Jose Aldo, just complete. I'm like, uh, what happened? I go, dude, like. After that, man, Jose Aldo just looked like an old man. Yeah. Like, he just was like. But he's not even that old, dude. Right. He's not. He so just, it's like he just looked run down after yeah. that, man. He looked run down and like and like, uh, and I thought he was having it for like a while, but um, you know, because Max started off kind of slow. <laughs> He did it, and like I don't know what's he gonna do. Move down to 135. I mean, it's to say oh, when Henan Barral, you know, lost to T.J. Dillashaw, it's like the same thing. You know, you can't 
train for like eight or nine years and think no one's going to take you out. You know right, I mean? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually, yeah. Eventually. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> like, UFC kind of, like, has had a lot of bad luck this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. In regards to their pay-per-views. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's, like, it's actually, like, the smaller shows, like yeah. the Fox shows or whatever, yeah. That have been more enjoyable yeah. if you're like a Absolutely. fight fan. Exactly. See? Yep. You hit the nail right in the head. But the pay, it's it's kind of it's hard for me to, and I'll just say it's like sometimes like if I look at some of the cars, I'm like I'm like like what well, I, I I have to for me to spend money out for pay per view, I have to be excited. Otherwise, yeah. not I'll go to like um, wherever with my brother, whatever restaurants that's playing it, and yeah. I'll sit down like I'll watch with him. But for the most part, for me to shout money because nothing worse than shouting out like sixty bucks. And like the whole thing sucked, you know. I'm like, I'm like, I don't care how much money you have. I'm like, wow. right. And sometimes, man, with these pay per views, like the prelims have yeah. better, yeah, absolutely. fights. Like, yeah, absolutely. and I'm like, the free prelims on yeah. FS1, absolutely. like, ha- are having like the the, the dopest knockouts, yeah. the yeah. dopest like, yeah. just back and forth. Dudes are hungry, man. And those guys are hungry. Yeah. And I'm like, but like sometimes these these main events are losing fights, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. Or just the, the the main events are lackluster yeah. or have a funky finish yeah. to it. Oh, like a, oh, the ref will, yeah, the, no, it's over. Yeah, I got poked like, in the There's out, been yeah. a lot of just terrible like, or just like lackluster yeah. main events and co-main events yeah. since like you know this past, most of this year you know yeah. so it's just, even since like there hasn't been too many great for just for the pay-per-views alone yeah too like too many great main event or co-main events yeah. since like 205 yeah you know? yep yeah you know, there was you know you had like the um cody garbra yeah cody garbra yeah, i don't yeah, know why yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm always talking about yeah. him yeah, yeah yeah him winning that yeah. fight that was an incredible yeah that was fight. awesome Personally, i i didn't like, see that coming and like nobody to, did everybody was and, like and, 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 and like the way that because i know when he's moving back that's when that's when he had like issues like in, in regards to his game but like the fact that he did that against dominic cruz i've been following him since wec and just to see like that he was able to just do that to him and like just and once again i think he got in his head and yeah. like if people that do, was that was such a yeah. good setup too. Yeah. The, yeah. the weeks prior yeah. to that that was such a good setup between those two guys yeah yeah like you know the trash talking was just it's amazing it and like yeah, dominic cruz is a great trash that, talker. That, that, <laughs> that was one of the, that was one of the best yeah. lead-ups to a fight yeah. and have the fight yeah. pay it yeah, off. exactly you know actually they have yeah. seen it a lot yeah absolutely the the, the fight that uh, that disappointed me was pretty much the last pay-per-view fight that i had was a. Uh, was um, DC against Rumble Johnson, and like I don't know. Like, I was actually in attendance for that. I you went saw to, that. Yeah. I went to uh, I went to Buffalo to see that. Yeah. <laughs> why would you? Um, I don't know why. Why would he keep trying to take him? Down? I mean, I, I, why, why, why are you trying to wrestle when the best wrestlers, best wrestlers Olympia, yeah, right, uh, Olympian, yeah, right? Olympian wrestler, the one the best it, wrestlers in MMA. It, it's, why are you trying to wrestle? It's almost as if, and I and, and I love Rumble, Rumble, right? And uh, his fight IQ just wasn't there if uh, um, and his, the, one of the things that like really like stood out to me that his coaches he was looking for his coach it was quite humiliating to be honest with you when he's looking for his coaches and they were nowhere to be found I've never seen anything like that before it's like they were super pissed at him yeah because obviously he wasn't following the game plan right. he lost pretty much exactly they just laughed after the fight they yeah. were just like yeah whatever. And, and he retired yeah and like he 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 should have won that fight I think he should have I, I think he could have won that fight if he whatever game plan that they had I'm pretty sure it didn't involve wrestling <laughs> going into um, DC's world right, right? Why are you trying, yeah why are you wrestling, it's, man? Like, like, it's, it's like he literally just went completely just like when he um, gets nervous he goes right to all right let me go to what I know best but you're going against a guy who knows it better so I, I, I really thought he was going to get it done 
but at the same time, I mean, um, I want to see Jones and DC. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like a win-win for me. I guess. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. All right, man. It's been good talking awesome. with you as always. Man. It's great. <laughs> good luck yeah. on the tour. Yeah, good thank luck you, man. with everything, man. And uh, yeah. hopefully, you know, when we get some time, you yeah. can catch up on everything. Yeah, badass, dude. Definitely, brother. Awesome. Cool, man. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. So that was my interview with Carly Coma from the band Candiria. It was great to catch up with them. Go pick that uh, their newest album up, While They Were Sleeping, via Metal Blade Records. Uh, it came out last year. It's a great album. And if you have any more, if you want any more information in regards to Candiria, um, you can go to facebook.com slash Candiria. And now on to the Fresh of the Word discussion segment of the show. And like always, I'm joined with my co-host pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing connoisseur, Detroit hip-hop artist, and proud Marine, V-Styles. What up, doe? All right. What's good, K-Fresh? You all right, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. Dude, craziness. Dude, it's, we're here. We're here. We're here uh, it's Tuesday. We're recording the podcast, and just craziness ensued this evening. Uh, just uh, TMZ Sports was the first to report that John Jones uh, got flagged by USADA for a uh, for steroids, uh, can't say that we're shocked by this, but it's still crazy that after everything that's gone on, he still would get get popped for steroids. I, I'm really feeling for uh, Daniel Cormier right now because that was such an emotional fight and everything for him, only for this shit to happen, dude. Yeah, dude. Um, just crazy. Um, I'm not, you know, I've always believed that he was doing this, so I'm not really shocked, uh, you know. But uh, DC has emotionally went through a lot. Um, of course, him knowing this now, what's supposed to happen is the title is supposed to go back to the champion. Yeah. Um, who knows what Dana White going to do? <laughs> right, right, um, right. They were, um, they were talking about John Jones and Alexander Gustafsson being UFC 219, or is it 219 or 218? I think it's 219, uh, December 2nd at the Little Caesars Arena, you know, here at the new, newly built arena downtown Detroit. So, you know, for this shit to come out, it's like, wow, man. You know, uh, I feel bad for DC, man. I mean, I'm happy that, you know, he should ultimately get his title back but he called it again <laughs> dc called it again right. um wow it's just uh, such a shame man because he he duped me again too I, I, after this fight you know i was real humble about john jones um but now i can get back on my on, on my stick like <laughs> you motherfucker you like how dare you you know, but, you know, ultimately he's made his, his whole, you know, he, he has the, you know, he's, he's burying himself, man. Everything that's happening to him is because of him. So, um, sad, but I'm happy that DC is in some way getting, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vindicated? Vindicated. Okay, yeah. talking about that, um, okay, so with DC, John Jones was sort of like the monkey on his back that he always had. That was the one 
that was the one fighter he felt like he needed to beat to be in that greatest of all time uh, discussion. But at this point, now that he's been John Jones has been flagged, you know, you know what? How how is that discussion changed now for DC? You know, what does he what does he have to do at this point to sort of, you know, sort of solidify his legacy in the sports? Uh, in the same discussion that they were having before in regards to his fights with John Jones. What does he have to do at this point? DC? Yes. DC just needs to keep doing him. I don't think, you know, I always say MMA fans are the stupidest fans in the world. Yes. Um, But, you know, DC, um, he hasn't done, you know, I, I think he was a model champion. He's what you want to see in and out, you know, of the cage. I remember this dude when didn't nobody know who he was. To to be to be backstage with him, um, you know, if you look when Mo won his title at Strike Force, you see DC in the background off to Mo's uh, left and you don't know who he is. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, so to see him from, from Ben and now it's like, he's a model dude, man. It's it just go, you know, just as he's starting to get over this shit, this shit happens. Now he got to go through some mental shit. So, you know, um, I just think, I hope the fans would learn to appreciate that dude and, you know, for all intents and purposes, he was beating John Jones when John Jones was on steroids. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. And John Jones caught not hitting one mistake, boom, it happened. But, you, I mean, uh, crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah, he just needs to um, keep doing help. Definitely. Well, it looks like uh, at this point with uh, John Jones getting popped by USADA that maybe uh, old Brock Lesnar can hang around uh, WWE a little bit longer. <laughs> look, it was the reason. Look, I'm saying to myself, it's the reason why that shit happened yesterday. Man. You know? Yeah, maybe. Oh, shoot. It, maybe Brock Lesnar is going to be around a little bit longer now, man. And... Uh, that that's a good segue into the you know SummerSlam right now, um, dude. That fatal four way between Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and uh, Samoa Joe, I think literally put the fatal into fatal four way. I thought somebody was about to die there for a minute there, especially <laughs> maybe the hands of Braun Strowman. <laughs> like that 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 match was actually much better than I thought it was gonna be. Um. Braun is turning into my favorite new wrestler. Dude. Um, but but I can't even front. Um you know, Bobby Rule do something for me, man. You know, uh I don't know why I've been sleeping on this dude, man, but his intro <laughs> his, his all his shit is just like, you know, he kinda reminded me of Paul Orndorff a little bit. Yeah, yes, yes. 
He's very old school, you know, man, with a lot of his stuff. Yeah, you know? you were, even like um, okay, because because uh, Bobby Roode, uh, he made his debut tonight on SmackDown, and they did a uh, he against Aiden English, and afterwards he did uh, he did his he cut his little promo, and that promo was so like 1980s, you know, about yeah. breaking the bank to bring in the you know the hottest free agent into SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's something you heard from like like the Orndorfs or the Mr. Perfects or, you know, all those guys back in the eighties. He's such like a throwback to the eighties that in it's and, but he, he wears it so well. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um I'm I'm hoping to see him uh get some quick success um, here, you know, on SmackDown, um, good for him, man. Uh, I think that's a great addition. Um, maybe he's the one to get her, get, get the strap off the modern day Maharaja. Modern day Maharaja. Yeah. And that, yeah. yeah and, uh, at SummerSlam, uh, Jinder Mahal, you know, defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, in the WWE title match. And we talked about it last week, how, you know, you'll probably defend in, uh, It'll, it'll probably go on with, you know, having the belt and whatnot. So that definitely mm-hmm. wasn't a shocker. Uh, a, big, uh, a big announcement that they, they did make on Raw last night is that Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman will f- uh, face each other at No Mercy coming up in September. I saw that. So I saw that. I'm, I I'm, definitely saw that. I'm geeked about that, you know. That was a cool segment last night, man, when Braun Strowman came out and started uh, – manhandling uh Brock Lesnar again. Braun, you know what I was hearing? I was hearing that rumor has it that they talking about, you know, Hulk Hogan made a comment and he called Strowman the new Hulk Hogan. And who knows? Hogan might come back real soon. He might be a manager or a mentor to that dude. Something but you gotta you gotta look at it. there's all these guys that um that the WWE is trying to push in those main event big guy roles that have sort of failed and people don't really like them. But people love Braun Strowman. Yeah. People love this yeah, he's intense. <laughs> he reminds me of so many people, man. He, I see a little Bruiser Brody in him. I see, uh, I see part of the big show in him. I see Andre the Giant in him. I see a lot of Big John Stud in him. Yeah. Um, you know he he's not just one dude. You can tell that he's been influenced by a lot of big dudes. And he's not boring. He's no not Hogan boring at all either. He's like he's very explosive in everything he does. And every time he talks, it's like hilarious. And you're like, yes. <laughs> he says some. He says he says something so. Like out of this world that it's like amazing. I'm and... not finished with you. <laughs> it's always something totally extra, and it's and, but it fits like his his you know his bruiser personality. So and everybody just loves him. And then you know from what I hear in the, you know backstage, people like working with him. He's like he's a good brother. You know people like working yeah. with him. So he he he's definitely gonna be around for a while. And, you know if you think about. Not even just, you know, and I said this a moment ago, not even just recently, but all, like, the big guys throughout the past, like, 15, 20 years that WWE has tried to sort of push, you know, onto us, you know, whether it's, you know, Roman Reigns or Test or whoever, like, 
Braun Strowman actually has a lot more of a, you know, better crowd reaction than a lot of those guys. And people actually like You know guy. what? That's real. But I'm all into the... And <clears throat> I want to see Braun Strowman, you know, win the strap eventually. Yes. I think you know where I'm about to go, though. I want to see a regular person. Samoa Joe is a regular person to me. He's just yes. a bad motherfucker, man. So I would much more enjoy him him being, you know, champion. I mean, fans love Samoa Joe, man. I mean, he yeah. is yes. on. He's he, he's no nonsense, and you know, I, we've all always liked no nonsense people, man. I don't care if you bullshit, but you here, you know, right and. and I just I think Samoa Joe deserves it, man. Right, and um, Samoa Joe is one of those guys where when he was brought into the WWE um, in Umbrella, the universe, you know they you know they told him that he might never be more than an um, NXT. That he a mid level, yeah. He might oh just, yeah, real shit. He might just be um, that person just to keep the NXT brand afloat and be sort of a face of that and to show some of the up and coming uh, guys coming through, you know, some things, but. He's been proof that people, you know, like Samoa Joe. He's a different. He's a different looking guy. He's a different personality than everybody, and that's what people wanted. And people, and that's why. That's why people always liked Samoa Joe, whether it was in Ring of Honor or TNA or whatnot. He reminds. He reminds me of how we as fans felt about Fit Finley. You knew what you was getting. You knew it was going to be some hard shit. Uh, and you knew it was going to be a competitive match. And most of the time, you didn't know who was going to win. You know, but Samoa Joe, I, I, I would much rather see the strap on him. But I will say this. Um, the Miz cut a segment yesterday. Dude. <laughs> that was great. Man, man. And... The fans told Cena how they felt. They told, they told, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, they told both of them motherfuckers, you suck at the same, you both suck. You, I said, <laughs> wow. That was, yeah, New York wrestling fans, man, are, are hardcore, man. They, they hardcore. I appreciate shit like that. They, no, they definitely were, man. No, that that was a, that was a killer segment with uh, the the Miz with uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena, and it was it was a funny thing that he he put in that uh, he's, when he went out there, he's like, oh, this is what the Bar- uh, the Barclays Center looks like uh, sold out, meaning he right, <laughs> meaning he was on the pre-show, the first pre-show match when there was like fifty people in there because they didn't. Oh, that's whack. Oh yeah, cause they did them and the Hardys like that, right? Yeah, yeah. The first couple of matches that were on the pre-show, nobody was in there, uh, because they didn't they didn't start letting people in early enough before the uh, the pre-show started. So it was like nobody in there. It was like the weirdest thing. That's whack. Yeah, I mean, throughout you know throughout SummerSlam, there was a bunch of you know matches that were quite forgettable. Uh, but there are some highlights. I do believe that both um, tag team matches uh, 
the you know the the one with the Usos versus the New Day that was actually on the pre-show. That was actually mm-hmm. that was such a really good match. Uh, the Usos ended up defeating the New Day to become the champions, and then later on the um, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeating Cesaro and Sheamus for the the Raw Tag Team Titles. That was a that was a good Seth match. Rollins. Dude. That shit Seth Rollins did at the end. Right. I said, "Wow, Seth motherfucking Rollins, man! That that was some dope shit." Like I'm, I'm not really a Dean Ambrose fan. I respect his work, but right, he he kind of reminds me of a modern day, um, and there's no diss at all. Um, but he reminds me of a modern day kind of like Arn Anderson, <laughs> you know, with his own with his own little. He got his own little shit that he do, but he just a straight coming towards you, hardcore dude, hitting you, hitting you with everything you got, you know, with a couple suplexes here and clotheslines there. And, you know, he's he just a, a hard-edged dude. Yeah. Um, but Seth Rollins, oh, my God. Shit, he, man, oh, man. I still think it's a mistake for them to push. Like, if you're going to do that, you might as well get the whole band back together again. You know, that would be one way where – you know, fucking uh, our man, Mr. Uh, Superman Punch, that would be probably the only way he'll ever get cheered if he go back to what got him, right. you know, to where he is right now. But I think I think for the, with the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion, they need to find something for them to go against because when they came in, they were going against an authority fi- uh, figure and they were this heel sort of thing. That was they were heels, but they were still going after the authority. Like, right? Who would who would the shield even go against these days? And it'd be interesting. Like, there needs to be some sort of some sort of other entity. On and it, it, it needs to be like an anarchy going on, uh, takeover or some shit. Yeah, there needs to be something where. Or even even if the shield come back, they need to come back as maybe they even come back as like the like the anarchy authority, like where they kind of take over, like sort of NWO style or something. But yeah, I could be with that. But like they don't have. There's no one really for the shield to actually rebel against right now. So they would actually have to you know switch it up a little bit. I think. But know what the best part of that tag team match was? Was when Cesaro leapt into the crowd and grabbed that beach ball. And grabbed ball the beach ball. And destroyed <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, that is what legends are made of, man, right there. <laughs> and, and see, and that's, the, and that's the type of shit that pisses me off because we, I want to see Cesaro go with the strap, you know. Uh, he deserve, He's that talented to where he, he could, you know, the fans love him that much to where. You know, he can win over the bosses, but the bosses don't trust him. And right. I don't know why, but, you know, they don't trust him. Because if you did, he would have had, probably had multiple titles by now, man. I'm a big Cesaro fan, man. I wish somehow, um, just, I wish somehow, man, he was able to get that strong push. Yeah, yeah, I wish you so know, too. They pushing people. They pushing people. People on the female side like Carmella. Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. I yeah. wish Cesaro got, but 
this this thing with him and Sheamus seems to be working. People like it, so I guess they're going to go with it for a while. Um, also, our boy AJ Styles was able to retain his U.S. title against Kevin Owens at SummerSlam through a lot of awful refereeing by Shane McMahon. Um, <laughs> definitely awful refereeing, but... You know, um, it's what I expected. Yeah, we In knew fact, there was going to be. Every time he steps, every time he steps into that square circle, that's what I expect. Right. I expect AJ Styles to win because he is a fucking winner. And you know, uh, Kevin Owens, man, uh, I like Kevin. I like like he's a normal person. I, I like him. Yes. As a villain. Um, but where does he go from here? Where does he go? I mean, I, like currently, you know, he he gets a U.S. title shot tonight, but I can always I can almost bet that he doesn't win that. And him and Shane, you know, because it was rumors of them, you know, fighting real soon at, at a pay per view. Him and him and Shane, you know, and this would kind of look like they're setting up right now. So, you know, let, let let's see what's you know how it's gonna play out with uh, with KO and AJ Styles, but. You know, I'm thinking it's him, him and and you know Shane, Shane O'Mac. You know, at the next major pay per view, something's about to go on. Right. You yeah. know. Yeah, at SummerSlam, the uh, the Finn Balor Bray Wyatt match. It was a pretty good match. That was the first. That was sort of like the first match in the main card that was wasn't that boring. Got over. <laughs> yeah. Like everything before yeah. that was just boring and I'm just like everybody it was just I totally agree. It was just totally agree. Fall, everything was falling flat. We don't even need to talk about anything before that match. It was funny like it was funny like the pre-show matches were actually better than the the first part of the main card. Like but it was fu- the Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. The Finn Balor's intro was amazing because he uh they put in uh, the little got the whole world in my hand sort of thing into it. Oh yeah, that was dope. That was dope. <laughs> that was, was hip hop. That was dope. That was hip hop. Yes, yeah. that was dope. And that was, no, that was a good match. That was the first match I really got over. Um, they were even throwing the you know they were you know so that was the first time. Um, that was that was when like the SummerSlam was starting to get into its gear, you know, starting to get more interesting. So I really enjoyed that too. And then also on the. Uh, on the in the pre-show, Neville was able to uh, recapture his uh, cruiserweight title back from Akira Tozawa. Uh, that was a pretty decent match, also. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad uh, Tozawa, you know, got to hold the title for at least a couple of days. Um, <laughs> right. At least he. I mean, not even to be funny. At least he can, you know, because Neville is on the tear. That's that's his uh, division. And until somebody else comes with a, you know, I wish that WWE, when they brought him up to the main roster, I wish they would have allowed this character to, you know, be the focus instead of the nice guy that we've seen on SmackDown and Raw, you know, um, because this dude that's going over on the cruiserweights, you know he's doing that shit. You know I fuck. I, 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 it's hard not to like Neville. And it's crazy, like, the, <laughs> really like and it's crazy, like the whole like sort of SummerSlam weekend. 
they had Neville involved with so much stuff, like on the panels and had him like, and every time he was just this like ornery, his ornery self. And I felt like that did so much for even more for his character than it, um, he already has been doing. Like it was, yeah. it was everything he everything he did this this SummerSlam weekend was amazing. You're just like yeah. this guy. He's really owning his like ornery like He's found his own lane. He yes. found his lane. And you know, and I think he's proven the the bosses in the back wrong. Um, you know, like wow, we could have used this dude differently, you know, cuz now he's more over with the fans than he ever was. You know, even even playing a heel, he you know, the fans respect what he do. So, you know, good for Neville, man, but also good for uh, Tozawa. You know, good for him. At least he got that on his resume. Right? Did you watch? Uh, did you watch uh, NXT Takeover? I watched uh, a couple matches. I watched uh, uh, the tag team title match. Uh, you know the what's the name of Cats? The the uh, I like the well. Anytime I see Paul Ellering, you know, I, I you yeah. know, it takes me back to yesteryear. But you know, uh, what's the dude? What's the big fella's name? Well, uh, authors of pain. The authors of pain. I was gonna say the powers, but the authors <laughs> of pain. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was crazy. Again, uh, yeah, the sanity. Uh, sanity ended up uh, defeating authors of pain. It was a really awesome match. Then afterwards, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Who were Red Dragon in ROH came out to beat down uh-huh. both tag teams and sort of put everybody on notice that they're around. And yeah. And then later on, they would come back out after Drew McIntyre would be uh, defeat Bobby Roode for the NXT title and join in with another ROH another ROH guy, the debut of Adam Cole as he comes out and beats down Drew McIntyre. So I love that I love that little stable that that just formed in uh in NXT with uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. That's going to be awesome. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, that's going yeah, that's going to be dope. I think that that's I think that was crazy, the, I think that was the best surprise of the weekend, you know, was Adam Cole's debut. Like mm-hmm. everybody kind of knew he was going to be around but but a lot of times when people get added to NXT or whatever, they just have them like sit on the out, like sit in the crowd during the takeover or whatever. But then we realized yeah. by the end of the by the last match, we're like, "Yo, Adam, they haven't showed Adam Cole yet." Ah, oh. right, right, yeah. right. Like, I, and that was such you know, a that was such a great way to debut on, man. It was it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Real shit. And then Real shit. I totally agree. Then also, uh. You know, starting out the the NXT Takeover card was uh, Andrade Almas title match. Oh, what the, okay, Oscar versus Ember Moon. That one was an incredible match. And did you hear that Oscar? Yeah, did you hear Oscar ended up breaking her collarbone in that match? Collarbone, yeah. So they probably gonna have a tournament for uh, the NXT Women's Title. Um, but I didn't realize that that was old girl who did the uh, the Stone Cold Stunner off the top rope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's cold. Oh, yeah. She's cold. That was a great match. Uh, starting off the card, you had Andrade Almas versus uh, Johnny, Gar- Johnny Gargano. That was a that was an awesome match. I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed that a lot. 
Um, and, uh-huh. then, and then also you had uh, Alistair Black defeating uh, Hideo Itami. That was another great match. Uh, what was so cool about uh-huh. uh, the NXT was um, opening the night, they had the, uh, the band Code Orange uh, you know, perform their song that they've been having for the theme for NXT TakeOver. And then, right. they, and then they had Code Orange uh, uh, play with the guy who's, uh, who uh, sings uh, Alistair, Alistair Black's uh, theme music. That was, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, the drummer of Code Orange, um, I had him on the podcast uh, episode number 40. Like, he's a big wrestling fan. So we talked about, you know, all sorts of wrestling stuff. So it was great to see Code Orange, like, be a part of the NXT, you know, TakeOver uh, show. Because, uh, you know, they are big um they are big wrestling fans, but Code Orange is also this band where they're getting so many cosigns from bands these days. Everybody loves this band, you know. They still haven't like it still hasn't really equated to sales and stuff like that. But they're that uh-huh. they're that next band that will like that's sort of like reviving sort of like that hardcore sort of like post hardcore sort of sound. You know, the underground sort of uh, you know, punk hardcore stuff so it's like it was so super cool to see like code orange be a part of uh, nxt yeah i agree man you know nxt allows you know other entities to grow with their shows almost like you know the independent independent you know, you know come on and, and, and get that love and know what usually music performances suck on wwe tv but those performances sounded good i liked it but you know what I would really like to see? What's that? We somehow, some way, right about now, in some capacity, we have should have we should have uh, seen Fozzy doing Judas because I listen to Judas <laughs> every day, bro. Right. Every day, I, um, my friends be like, "Man, who's that? Man, they sound like somebody." I'd be like, "Man, you you don't know who this is." <laughs> You, you don't know who this is. Maybe like, no, dude, who, who, who is it? Be like, dog, if I told you, you wouldn't believe me. Oh, dude, oh, who is it? I was like, man, you, you ever heard of Chris Jericho? The wrestler? I was like, yeah, man, you know, he, he's had a, a band for, you know, 10 plus years now, man. And, you know, they, they rocking out. This is probably the best thing that has ever happened to him. You know, when you start getting number one on charts and you start doing different things and you know, um, is there a whole project out? Oh, um, no, not yet. I think, um, I think it's coming out in probably October or November. It's done, but it ain't, um, but I think it's going to be released in like October, or November. Uh, are they indie or, you know, cause they, they have a, such a major sound. No, they're, um, I just, they're on century media. Now, I, well, I, I've seen that, but who is that? Um, they're, no, Century Media is a pretty uh, big rock label, and they're uh, they're through Sony, I think now. Oh, okay. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, yeah. Now it changes. Um, you know, you know, I never heard of them. You know, so okay, cool. That changes because that's a great fucking record. And when oh, I, yeah, you know, people people used to me, you know, switching it up, man. I. I I go from, of course, my, my, my dude, Neil Diamond, to listening to this and listening to that. And I played that, I'm telling you, I played it the other day. I was like, man, who is that, man? 
I said, man, it's, you know, like, dog, the rest of them, like, dog, you know, because you don't want to tell them because <laughs> when you tell them for some reason, they, you know, people look down on shit like that. And right, I'm right. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? This shit is, like, that shit is hot. You got to separate that shit. Right. What have I become? Yeah. That's, <laughs> mm, no, man. No, they knocked it out of the park with that song. And it's it's honestly one of the best, best singles of the year, man. Like, period. Yeah, I agree. It's it's so good. So good. All right. Before we, uh, before we end this week's podcast, we got to talk about the elephant in the room coming up this weekend, the spectacle of the century, uh, Mayweather versus McGregor. What is your... What is your predictions for this fight? Uh, seventh, eighth round, TKO. I think Floyd is going to uh, fill him out for the for maybe the first two and a half minutes for the fight. He go, you know, the end of the, by the end of the first round, you're going to see him jabbing to the body. You know, uh, we're going to look for different movement. Um, you're going to see Floyd in the second, third round go to the body early and often. Um, by the fifth round, uh, no, excuse me, by the fourth round, still going to the body, but now he's going upstairs, body, head, body, head, by, you know, everybody got that plan on what they're going to do to Floyd until they get in there and realize that they can't do it. And when you take McGregor's left hand away, how does McGregor adjust? He won't be able to adjust. His footwork is horrible. You know, boxing footwork and MMA footwork is, you know, totally different. They pretty much teach one, you know, unless you train in boxing prior to doing, you know, mixed martial arts first, you know, you're, you're going to move a certain way. That's why Holly Holm moves the way that she moves because she was a boxer first. And you, when, you see, when you see her footwork, her footwork, that's boxing all day. Connor doesn't have footwork like that. Generally, when you're a striker, you, you're in, out, you reset. You're in, you're out, you reset. And it's, it's the same movements um, with, a box, with a boxer, especially somebody like Floyd, whose IQ level is just on another planet. He's going he's gonna, to um, trap you in, in that ring. And... Trapping in a boxing ring as as compared to trapping in, uh, you know, the octagon is totally different. It's things that Connor, it would take years for him to learn. Um, I just don't see how, you know, he's going to have to come out in the first 30 seconds to a minute and just, go for broke and hope to land some. Now, anything can happen. He could possibly, I mean, you know, I give him 0.1 percentage chances <laughs> of landing something more. Well, actually, you know, let me, let me keep it real. 0.0001 percentage chance. Um, I'm, I'm talking about the lowest percentage chance to to strike Floyd. Um, Floyd is... You know, when you, when you beat people like Canelo Alvarez and you beat people like Cotto, Oscar De La Hoya, um, you beat people like 
uh, Zab Judah. You you beat people like Manny Pacquiao, and the list goes on and on, man. And when I was coming up early, you know, I was a Diego Corrales fan. Um, I was a Diego Corrales fan when people didn't want to fight Diego Corrales. I always rooted for Floyd because Floyd's a Michigan fighter. I always root for Michigan fighters. But when he took the fight against Diego Corrales, I was like, man, Floyd might fuck around and get crushed because Diego, didn't nobody want to fight him because he was knocking dudes out. Yeah. Floyd, Floyd just trashed one of my favorite fighters. You know, um, I gave, you know, I, I gave my son the middle name Diego because of Diego Corrales. Um, crazy, trashing, and that's the night that I became a, a believer in, in Floyd. And you're you're not going to be able to learn what he knows in a in a in a couple months. And Floyd knows that this is going to be a great payday for him. And Connor actually Connor wins. He's not going to have a reason to be sad. I mean, I think he's going to get humiliated, but. Um, at the end of the day, when you talk about you, you getting over a hundred million dollars for this fight, man. He got the Willy Wonka ticket. Who, who, <laughs> you know, you can hate all you, you can hate all you want, but dude got the Willy Wonka ticket. So I know it's going to be an embarrassment, and it's it's going to be you know a spectacle, or definitely an extravaganza. But um, Floyd's going to show you know <laughs> that. Uh, He's the boss, like Tony Danza. Mars. Hey, yo, oh, hey. All right, my prediction for this fight is going to be Mayweather. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I should have finished. Fifth round, I'm, I'm going to make it quick. Fifth what? round, pretty much the same thing when I said from third, fourth. Oh, okay. You know, um... By the seventh or eighth round, conditioning will set in, and Floyd is going to humiliate him in the same fashion that he did on Twelve Guys. So, seventh, eighth round TKO for me. Um, and Floyd, uh, this is last fight. I think he's going to stay in that pocket and counter. Because when see the thing is, people keep saying Floyd. You know, Floyd does a punch hard. Well, Connor's going to find out how hard he punches uh, on Saturday because MMA striking and boxing striking is totally different, man. It's, right. You know, um, he's going to find out, man. But I'm sorry, man. Go ahead, bro. Okay, my prediction from uh, from me who who doesn't follow boxing is going to be fifth round Mayweather by murder. <laughs> I'm with that too. <laughs> uh, at least we're finally getting to it, and we can uh, hopefully put this to rest real soon. Indeed, indeed, indeed. All right, that's about it for this week's uh, Fresh is the Word podcast. V Styles, tell them where they can find you online. You find me online at uh, let's see, Facebook.com uh, forward slash official V Styles. Uh, common spelling of official V Styles, capital V S T Y L E Z, Instagram dot com forward slash V S T Y L E Z, uh, and Twitter dot com forward slash V S T Y L E Z, and uh, you know hit your man's up. 
<laughs> That's about it for this week. Goodbye and good night. Peace. Fresh is the word.